Hey friends, welcome back to the Called to Lead podcast. So in today's episode, I'm going to be diving into something that honestly the Lord is working in my heart big time right now in this season. And if you've been listening to the last, uh, well, several episodes in the last several weeks of this podcast and this journey, you know that I have been through one of the most challenging seasons of my life, but also one of the most fulfilling seasons of my life in walking alongside one of my best friends in her final battle facing metastatic breast cancer. And while I'll let you kind of pop back on to those other episodes to hear a little bit more about that journey and specifically, I feel like anytime we go through a deep trial or a trouble, whether that's in our life or in our marriage or in our business in particular, the Lord is calling us into deeper dependence on Him And honestly, he's shaping us into who we are meant to be. So that's what today's episode is going to be about is who you are, who you were made to be, and your true identity. And so this is an important subject that I am unpacking myself through some some deep work and some spending a lot of time in the word and with some resources and tools that I'll share with you today. But there are a few truths that the Lord has put on my heart that I want to share with you today regarding what is and isn't your identity, whether you are a believer or not. So let's dive into today's episode. Are you dreaming of making a long-term income and impact beyond your own efforts, but feel like you're struggling to replicate your results? I'm Heather, a former burned-out boutique owner turned top network marketing leader, and I've learned the hard way that you don't have to do all the things all on your own. Now, my passion is helping social sellers scale their business by choosing faith over fear and using simple, duplicatable systems without having to sell your soul to social media. I'm so excited to share with you simple tips, tricks, and tools to help you take your business to the next level. In each episode, I'll share faith-focused wisdom, proven systems that your team can duplicate, and inspiring stories from other leaders who have been right where you are today. Are you ready to grow your team, find joy and fulfillment, and feel free? Break out your favorite pen and notebook, and let's dive in. So I'm curious, have you ever been in a place of like deep wrestling with what it is that you're doing, whether it's your job or your career, or maybe whether to go into a different job or a different career, or maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and you want to add in and you know an income stream, or maybe you're struggling with if you should have added an income stream and instead you should just be a mama. Well, I hope that today's conversation all around identity and who specifically the Lord has called you to be in your life and how that's different for all of us. I hope and pray that this can be a message that can hit to your heart in whatever season you're walking in. And if you've been here like I have, where you've really wrestled with this, I think you'll recognize the growth and the transformation through those deep times of trials and troubles. And if you are currently walking in it, I, again, I've been there, so I feel you and I pray that this can serve you. But if you haven't yet experienced this, you probably will because we are all, while we're still here on this earth, we are called to basically fulfill who we're meant to be on this earth. And when we do our final job of that and when we become more like Christ and when we fulfilled all that he has asked us to here on this earth, that's when he calls us home to eternity, which is the ultimate goal. And so if you're still here, which if you're listening to this, You are, (laughs) and so am I. 
then you still have work to do. I still have work to do. And it involves around who we're meant to be. So last week on the episode where I shared some of the the foundational mission and purpose behind this podcast, and I shared with you guys a little bit of my story and my journey specific to the podcast, and I've shared different facets of my life as a business owner. I've shared a little bit with my marriage, and I'll even link to an interview that my husband did with me when I launched my very first podcast, The Stories of Light podcast, where it really kind of gives a deep dive of what some of these seasons that I'm going to share quickly with you today, what that looked like. But I, I want to share a very specific time and a turning point in my testimony of becoming someone who was really deeply dependent on people-pleasing, on the worldly achievement or, or gains or public recognition, and the things that I thought were dreams of mine, and wrestling with this deep being, I guess, calling or this deep, deep feeling that there was something better for me if I would just release my grip on those things that I was holding on to so tightly, which was namely my identity in what it was that I was doing. So I'll give you a little backstory and then I'll, I'll bring you to this specific moment where I was literally in a bathtub, like crying my eyes out where I was in this moment where I felt like I had this opportunity that would have seemed like such a gift to me, to like the little teenage me or the me when I started my first business fresh out of college. But in reality, it was something that was not for me. Thank God I did not wind up pursuing it. But I'll tell you that in a second. But just a little bit of backstory. I have always been very ambitious. I like to call myself a recovering achiever because I do think that that was kind of my false identity was wrapped around someone who would win at all costs. And even if that meant succumbing to people pleasing and all of the things, but I've kind of always been that way. And so certainly I think some facets of our personality and who we're meant to be there's good and there's bad, right? And so that drive, that ambition that I can use for the kingdom, it still serves me well in my business and even in this podcast to this day. But when used to reach after the wrong things or the things that aren't from the Lord or you know that hold us back from the bigger plans and purposes, it can be really challenging. So I've always been very driven. So when I graduated from college and had that moment of like, what the heck am I going to do with my life? I wanted to, I decided I wanted to open a boutique in Savannah, Georgia, and I believed full out that I could do it. I still to this day, actually, I do feel like it was a gift from the Lord of me kind of operating in my true self and my true identity of just being, again, ambitious and believing that I could do it, believing in myself. And and also, I loved the backside of the business where I felt like I had been equipped with some of the knowledge and the jobs I had worked in in the wholesale side at the Atlanta apparel market for for years. I'd worked in boutiques, both in uh, corporate retail and in small business side of things. And so I felt really equipped, even though I was only 21 years old. But <laughs> I was young and naive, like a lot of us are right at that in that season of our lives. Or maybe that is where you are if you're listening to this and you're a teenager or a college student or maybe a recent graduate trying to figure out what the heck you want to do with your life. I have been there. But what I decided to do was open this boutique and quite quickly I was able to have success. And I think it was because I was operating from a place of full on faith. Even if my faith wasn't in the Lord, I was just taking the ideas as they came and running with it and working with what I had. I didn't have a lot of money to start the business, but I worked with what I had, right? (laughs) 
And so uh, within about a year, I had grown the business to about a million dollar business and we were making a little bit of a name for the boutique in my small town, or it's not really that small, but in Savannah, <laughs> Savannah, Georgia, where we were small business of the year in, I think it was 2007, something like that. Yeah, I think it was 2007, small business of the year for the Savannah Chamber. I was best boutique and best women's clothing store in both Savannah Magazine and Connect Savannah for many, many years. So I kind of had this inflated pride and ego and honestly felt like, if I'm being real, that I was the one who had accomplished all of this success. And it felt, I felt kind of invincible. And I felt, I guess, this, this feeding of wanting more of it, right? And so when I had accomplished the worldly things in my small town, what seemed next? It, seemed, it was either scaling the business, which of course I looked into like opening a franchise or, you know, growing more and more stores. Or something that I felt like I can remember this so clearly was, was I guess, I don't know, those little things that we dream of as, as children that I was like, I want to be famous. I want to be a famous boutique owner. And I would love to be on TV one day. And so how many of you guys felt that way when you were a little girl? Like you watched either, like for me, it was the Mickey Mouse Club and watching like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and all of those people. And I'm like, I want to be on the Mickey Mouse Club one day or I would. I remember in middle school, like my dream job was wanting to be a model, like a supermodel, but I only reached 5'4". Obviously, that was not um, in the conference for me for many reasons. But I think we all we all have this feeling, and it sounds so silly repeating this fact, but I'm just telling you who I was and where I was as a, let's see, this was probably like a 27-year-old woman at this point. But I just, I had this feeling that I wanted more. I wanted this, I wanted to be recognized. I wanted to be, have this recognition on a big level. and so. I thought all my dreams had come through the day that I got a an email from a producer of a reality TV show inviting me to share my story with them and also introduce them to a few other key players in the Savannah fashion community. And long story short, we were actually offered a TV show, a reality TV show on the Style Network, which was like, I mean, I grew up watching the Style Network and watching all of the shows. And it, it felt like a dream come true to me, you guys. And I was like, this is it. This is the culmination of all of the hard work that I have done. And it just doesn't get any better than this. I'm going to have my own reality show and I'm going to um, wear, wear my little Christian Louboutin shoes because believe it or not, this is crazy. I used to literally collect Christian Louboutin shoes, which I'm like, who who even was that person? Who is that person? Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just I've come so far because now here I am with my um my little slip house slippers on, ninety five percent of the time, right? So anyway, I was like, this is it. This is this is it. Well, this just so happened to coincide of the time in my life where I met the Lord Jesus, <laughs> and I'm I came to know the Lord in the deepest season of struggle within our marriage. And no wonder my husband was frustrated because looking back, it's so easy and clearly to see that my identity was so wrapped up in what I was doing and in, in my life as a boutique owner and, you know, my magazine covers and all of these different things that he was getting put somewhere way down the list. Then when we had children, it got even worse. I, of course, like we all do when we have our first baby girl or baby, you know, first child, we pour everything into them, right? And we're exhausted, we're tired, and we feel like that's, you know, if we just have this baby, that's all we need in the world. Well, that can leave a beloved husband feeling really, really second fiddle and, and kind of left out. And so I had 
in watching one of my sweet friends, actually my very first manager, Christine, who I actually just got to see again this weekend and talk to about this in front of our pastor at my friend Emily's funeral at her celebration of life this past weekend. And I was able to kind of recount the fact that when she had walked through a similar season, she had gone to our church and I had watched the Lord transform her heart, heal her marriage, and honestly transform her into someone that was, it was still her, it was still Christine, but it was someone that um, I could just see the difference, right? And I was like, wow, I want this. Like, I want, like, I know my life needs to change. So giving the um, opportunity to sign on for this reality show, this Savannah style is what we were calling it, and doing it alongside some people who at the time were really, really close friends and close, um, just close, close within that, that facet of my life. And yeah, it was actually had somebody ask me this when I was telling them the story the, the other day. They're like, was it going to be like a documentary or more like a trashy kind of reality show? I was like, oh, they were going to bring out the good stuff. They were definitely going to position it as like some conflict. And I think everybody was kind of on board with that except for me. But I just so desperately was seeking that recognition if if I'm being if I'm being honest from the world and certainly not from the Lord. Well, it all kind of culminated. We had this contract and my, you know, again, I was starting to go to church. Our marriage was kind of in turmoil, but at the same time I felt like there was a little glimmer of hope that if I did this right and if I trusted in the Lord and not in myself, that there was a chance that he could heal our marriage. And so it all culminated to this one night, I'll never forget it, where I was laying in the bath, just bawling my eyes out. And I felt like in that moment, I had to choose between my identity as a boutique owner, as a reality TV show star, which just sounds so so silly to me. I mean, literally, it sounds so silly when I repeat it back. But that's where I was. This was my truth. This was my reality. This was my identity back in that moment, right? And balanced with this new identity that I had been given, which was my life in Christ and fully trusting him that he would mold me and shape me into who I was meant to be and that he alone could give me that deep recognition, that deep need for feeling seen and for feeling adored that could only come from him. And if I was trying to seek it from this public attention or from winning the best of whatever, it, it was never going to fully satisfy. And so I felt him tell me, like, if you'll just trust me, I have something better for you than anything you could ever imagine, certainly better than this stupid reality TV show. And so long story short, praise the Lord, it didn't work out. It kind of wasn't necessarily, I wish I could say that it was this big moment of me being like, you know, what? I'm just not going to sign this contract or I'm just not going to do this and I'm going to choose my marriage. But in reality, it kind of crumbled in a different way. And I can remember being like so sad <laughs> when it still didn't work out, but also having this little feeling of peace that it was that it could possibly be for me and that there could be something better for me. And so I share this story with you in that moment because I think this was the culmination of letting go the identity that I had hold, held onto, that I had developed for myself, that the world that the fashion industry, that the Savannah boutique community, that the Savannah business community, whatever that looked like, that 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 identity that had been decided for me and that I had held tightly to might not be the best thing for me. It might not be who I was truly made to do to serve the Lord's kingdom and to truly be a light to point back to him. 
And so I slowly but surely released this transformation in faith, as my pastor beautifully said in a, a sermon a few weeks back, says that transformation happens over time, on purpose, so you have to be really intentional, and in community. And so I had to be really intentional about moving in this direction into who the Lord wanted me to be and getting really, really diving in, even if that is something that I'm still finding out. But through that journey and to where I am today, I, like I said, have thought of a few kind of things that our identity is and things that our identity aren't when it comes to what the Lord says versus what the world says, okay? So the first principle in when it comes to your identity is that you are exactly who the Lord made you to be. All of us are made to be who the Lord made us to be. Whether or not you have yet given your life to Christ, like I had it in that moment, I can still see where he was working on me, or I can still see the unique things as a child or as a young adult that were gifted in me, that were beautiful things that I was using to chase after the wrong thing. But they were from him. They still are from him. And I still, I'm going to get emotional, but I still wrestle with some of those things because I think some of my shame and some of the bad decisions that I made or some of the the things that I was just making, chasing after the wrong thing, I think I tie who I am to those decisions. When in reality, if I give the Lord those things that he gave to me, the gifts, the passions, the interests, all of the things, if I just give it to him and say, use me, Lord, use me for how you want me to serve your kingdom and your people while I'm still here on this earth, rather than to serve myself or rather than to be self-seeking or getting recognition or getting whatever whatever that is on this earth. When I shifted that and started to focus on who, who am I, Lord? Who did you make me to be? And I can remember when I was in therapy um, at some point in this journey, it was right before COVID. So I don't even remember what it was that that brought me to therapy, which by the way, is one of the best investments that you can ever choose for yourself is if you're struggling with any of this stuff, find a good Christian counselor. I am so grateful that I did because it was some of the best time and money that I could have ever spent. But I remember her asking me, who do you think the Lord says that you are? Who, who what is your identity in Christ? And I remember just feeling really stuck and not really knowing what that was. And I think, again, I'm still kind of struggling with this, but I am reading through a book called Living Fearless by Jamie Winship. And I honestly, I'm almost done. And I think I'm going to have to do it again, not on one and a half speed, which raise your hand if you're like me and you can't listen to anything else other than one and a half speed. But I think I'm going to have to take my time and really, really get introspective about this rather than rush through it. But he invites you in the book to say a prayer and ask the Lord who you know, well, one, to reveal your false identity, but number two, to reveal who you are in him. And what he whispered to me was chosen. And again, I don't really know what that, that means, and I'm going to be, be looking into that. But I do know, I do know just deep within all of the hard things that I've been through, deep within this hard season that I've been through, that the Lord has made me who I am and that he's also made you who you are, all of you, for a reason. And so the number one thing is your identity is who the Lord made you to be and who he made your husband to be and your sister to be, your your team to be, your mentor to be. Anybody around you, we are all made in the image of God and we were knit together in our mother's wombs for a specific purpose and we all are uniquely gifted in those ways. So that's the first principle of what identity is. Now, 
what identity isn't in relation to that is it isn't who the world tells us that we are or who the world tells us that we need to be. And so what that means to me is if you're, for example, if you're in network marketing or you're an entrepreneur, the world is going to tell you that you need to rank or you need to grow or you need to, you know, accomplish this or you need to scale or you need to reach this certain you know, level in your life or in your business. And that's going to be different wherever you are in whatever business model. But in reality, the Lord calls us to be who we are in the present moment and trust him in dependence by abiding with him in the vine. Meaning like if he's, he, if he is, is the vine, we, we are abiding with him the, as the branches, right? And so a branch that is cut off from the vine and not abiding in him thoroughly is not going to, well, it's going to wither away and die, first of all. So we have to remain and abide into him. And we have to trust that we are always going to be who he's made us to be, but he can transform our hearts and our desires. And he's going to, that's going to change and shift as we go and as we grow to be more like him. So don't let the world tell you who you need to be or what you need to do in your business. Look to the Lord for today and for that next step and for the wisdom and the words, and the timing, and all of the things, because he promises that he will give us all of the things that we need, okay? So that's the second the second part of the what identity is. Now, number two is our identity is ever-changing until we become more like Christ and he calls us home. And so what I mean by that is it can be really easy to pigeonhole ourselves into a certain facet of who we are, right? Um, or what we love. Like I, in middle school, high school, and all through college, was obsessed with fashion, high fashion. Like I could tell you the like 1997 fall Prada runway show. Like I remember it visibly to this day. But yet here we are in 2023. I don't remember the last time I've looked at any fashion show or any kind of, any kind of, I don't know, trend. I don't like trends. I love things that are really timeless and classic. And I love what I love. I don't like to wear things that the world defines as something we need to wear, right? I love to wear the things that we do. And I still love to feel beautiful. I love pretty things, whether that's for my home, whether that's pretty makeup, whether that's feeling beautiful in great workout clothes, right? Whatever that is, I still love those things. But if you were to look at who I was or my identity for a good chunk of my life, you would have thought fashion was a big part of that. And in reality, that was just a vehicle to kind of get me through a journey to bring me into who I really, really am in, you know, in Christ and, and what kind of impact I can make on this, on this world through him. And so really, the, you know, when we try to pigeonhole ourselves, whether it's through a personality test or whether it's, again, what our parents maybe said about us or what maybe even your husband has said about you, you know, it, it's that's not who we are. It's who the Lord says we are. And he's going to change the desires of our hearts in order to become more like him. So things like organizing or cleaning or doing the dishes, things that I could never imagine doing or spending time outside. I was a total indoor girl, total indoor girl. I would never want to climb a mountain or go hiking or spend time on the beach or any of any of those things until I really stepped into the bigger purpose that he had for my life. And he kind of changed me to where I actually love nature and the outdoors and being able to be more in, in his world rather than wrapped up in this kind of vapid world of 
not that there's anything wrong with being inside too, but the vapid world of the fashion industry or, you know, all of those things that, that I just couldn't imagine anything other than that. So your identity is ever-changing until we become more like Christ and he calls us home to eternity. So then the next is your identity is not what a personality test defines you as. I'm reading another great book because if y'all know me, you know, I'm always reading probably like three different books at any one, one given moment in time. And another one that I am in the midst of is called Personality Isn't Permanent by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And I'm loving this book and it's kind of wrecking me as a person who has always loved taking an assessment or a personality test, whether it's the Myers-Briggs or the color code or the Enneagram, which we're going to be talking about extensively actually in the next episode. But what I've what I'm learning through this and even in the Living Fearless book, even though he doesn't specifically talk about this in the book, Jamie Winship. I'm learning that if we try to live in this box of what a personality test defines us as, knowing that, again, we, the Lord's work is to transform our hearts to be more like him and to be less like what the world tells us to be, it, you know, it, it's not who we are. It's just not. And in the next episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the three reasons why I am not a fan of the Enneagram. And why I definitely do not use it in my in my business. And honestly, some of the facets, while they are specific to the Enneagram, and that episode will be in regards to that, I'm starting to realize that several of the reasons that I don't love it could also apply to a lot of other personality tests and quizzes out there. Because you can't group people, the Lord, people the Lord has made into three, four, 10, 12 different people. Now, there are certain tests like the Strengths Finder test, uh, or there's one called High Five that can help you identify your strengths and the things that are natural gifts or the things that light you up. To me, that's a little bit different than putting you in a bucket of saying that you are this person, you've always been this person, either from when you were a baby or a child, or, you know, because most of them are based in that, right? And you're not going to change. To me, that is limiting what you're capable of and what is possible for you. Because I know from my own experience that the Lord, again, has changed my heart. And I also know that when I take a lot of those tests, I can see myself in different scenarios and different situations in all of the different numbers or on all of the different colors or whatever, whatever it is, right? And so you probably have had that same experience. And while in that moment or in that season, you might identify yourself as one more than another, that personality test, my friends, I don't believe defines who you are as a person. So your personality test, what that says, is not your identity. Now, the final aspect of what your identity is, is it is who you can become. So it is you being the best version of yourself and overcoming all of those fears, all of the shame, all of the negative thoughts, whether they're from your family, your husband, your friends, maybe it was deeply rooted in high school or middle school or college or in business. If you look at people who have been so successful in any, whether it's a sport or in business, there have been, there's been resistance along the way. There have been people that told them that they couldn't do it and it drove them to prove, prove them that they could become who they felt called to be and to become the best version of themselves. So you, your identity is who you can become. 
And our that series that I talked about in our church in particular is it was wrapped up in a series called Be Become Do, which is be like Christ, become what is it? Become it's on t-shirts, become like him, or be with Christ, become like him, do what Jesus did. And when you do that, when you be with him or, or be like him, become like him and study the word, study the example of what he represented in the word and in the stories of the Bible. And again, I say this all the time, but my favorite book to start with is James, because that is literally Jesus's half brother. So he lived with him and imagine what that was like. And he actually was not a believer when Christ was on this earth. So some scholars have said, so it wasn't until Christ died and was risen from the dead and came back and was visibly present to people like to James. That's what made him become a believer. And the wisdom that he shares in that book is awesome. You can also start in John, the Gospel of John, because that's going to tell the whole story and lineage of the life of Christ and his words and all of the things that he said. So start with those two if you don't know where to start to, to learn more how you can become like Jesus. So your identity is who you can become, the best version of yourself. And then finally, and this is probably the most important, especially if you are listening and you're in network marketing or you're in business in some way, your identity is not even what you do. It's not your job title. It's not your rank. It's not the actions that you do. I spoke at my beautiful friend Emily's celebration of life this Saturday, and I was tasked with describing her and the, the words that I used were faith, hope, and love. But one of the things that I said at the beginning is Emily may have had cancer, but cancer does not define Emily. It might have been a facet of her life there towards the end, but she was this beautiful person that the Lord made her to be, and cancer was the battle that she faced at the end that allowed her to become the best version of herself up until the very end. And so, my friends, if you're trying to wrap up who you are in your rank or in your job title or in your career or whatever it is, you're chasing after the wrong goal. And if you are ambitious like me and maybe you are do consider yourself an achiever like I did, then you can shift that energy and that purpose into becoming more of who the Lord means for you to be in this world so that when we all come to the end of our life, and we all will, that's the one certainty in life, right? When we all bow at the feet of Jesus, then he can say to us, well done, good and faithful servant which I know is my goal. And I know that the only way I can do that is leaning into who he's made to be into my identity in Christ. And so my friends, I hope that this message has served you well. I I know I'm going really deep here on a lot of things, but I feel that that's what the Lord's calling me to. And I could have never dreamed 10 or so years ago when I was sitting in that bathtub crying that he would have me preaching, which I hope I'm not preaching. I never want to try to preach. I just want to share my story and my testimony and my experience with you guys. But I never would have imagined that he could bring me here and that I could be where I am today, which is even though here I am crying in a place of the deepest fulfillment. And these are happy tears because I know that I'm operating from a place of who he's meant for me to be. And there's nothing better than when you lean into that, friends. And so Thank you so much for listening. If you are wondering who the winner of the gift away challenge in celebration of my 100th episode is, you can head on over to my Instagram 
at Heather K. Burge, where I will, by the time this airs, I will um, be announcing the winner of the gift away challenge of over $1,000 worth of free Saint goodies, the advent calendar from Well uh, Wellwatered Women, which I'm going to be diving into for Advent myself, the Cultivate What Matters Power Sheets, which I cannot wait to dive into as I head into my birthday. Actually, it'll be the day after this podcast airs, which is my birthday week, so that I can dive even deeper, like I said, into my identity. And then the Advent calendar from Saint, which I actually have right here, this little fun little eyeshadow calendar. So as we dive into this season and the celebration of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I invite you all to continue walking deeper with me on this podcast as we tackle some of the kind of crazy things that the world says versus what the word says about all of the things. So thank you again for listening to this podcast and I will see you guys next week. Bye. I'm so grateful for your time with me today. Feel free to check out heatherkburge.com for all the scoop on all the things. Also, I've got a huge favor. If you found any value from today's episode, would you mind leaving me a quick review or even better, share with a friend by clicking those three little dots at the bottom of your screen. Sending you big hugs.